This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to continue teaching this week and we hope that you are with us because the theme of this week is the first four words of the Bible, in the beginning God. And as we said on previous mornings, we cannot look at those words as pertaining to time because God is timeless. But what we're speaking about this week is that if he is the beginning of all things, everything about us must have its origin or beginning in the Lord. And what we've done thus far, we'll continue doing this today, is speaking about God's perspective of things that need to become our perspective of things. And specifically, we're talking about strength. How do we view strength? And we've covered a a wide gamut of scriptures. We mentioned Zechariah 4, 6, which says, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. In other words, the, the strength that we have comes through the Holy Spirit. And we spoke yesterday, and it's worth speaking about it today. One of the classic examples of how we should approach strength, and that is through weakness. If you have your Bibles, just as a review from what we said yesterday, turn with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, beginning in verse 7. Familiar verses, but see it from the perspective of in the beginning God. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations... For this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I entreated the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sakes. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There's no way any of us can come to that kind of mentality without first saying, in the beginning God. Here was Paul Uh, an incredible apostle. So much of the new covenant was written by him. And he came to the point where he would glory in his weaknesses. And look what he had to describe. He went through insults, distresses, persecutions, difficulties for the name of the Lord. 
that the strength and the power of God might be seen in him and through him. So in the beginning, God must be the source of our strength. And I think we said yesterday, Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So our strength must come from God because this is what we're talking about in the, uh, this week. In the beginning, God. And how does God's strength work through our life? Well, in Paul's case, with the thorn in his flesh, it was something that was probably very painful, and his ordinary day of activity was hindered, or if he went through his ordinary day of activity and preaching the gospel and traveling, it was painful for him because of whatever it was that the Lord allowed to be put upon him. Some believe it was an eye condition. Others believe that it was the Corinthian church that he agonized over the carnality of the Corinthian church. But whether it was a physical uh, impairment or something that caused him deep grief, in order for the strength of the Lord to be seen, would be his crying out for God to intervene in his life, which leads us to the next scripture found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. And Paul wrote this also, he wrote to the church at Philippi, I can do all things through him, through Christ, who strengtheneth me. And how did he know that? Because in his experiences, when there was despair, or when there was shipwreck, or when he was beaten, or when he was put in prison. He called them momentary light afflictions because God met him in that condition, and he experienced the Lord. And in the condition of our life, we can turn to God, and the Lord does desire to reveal himself to us in the very circumstances of our life. So in the beginning, God, when something comes from the Lord, if we cry out to him to enlighten our soul, to change our mind, to give us the strength, whether it's physically or emotionally or mentally, or sometimes spiritually to accomplish those things for him, in him, by him, and through him, God can reveal himself to us even as he revealed himself to the Apostle Paul. What's amazing, Junie, about that verse that you just read, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We need to understand what Jesus said because he spoke then and he speaks to us today. Without me, you can do nothing. And I believe that we get into serious difficulties when we think we can handle things on our own. Because here, if we do that, we are coming directly in opposition to what the Lord spoke. Without me, you can do nothing. But in him, I can do all things. What a, You see, this is what we're trying to speak about this week. That he needs to be in the beginning of everything we are, everything we say, everything we do. And then, when things are accomplished, it won't be us who gets glory, it'll be the Lord. Because without him, we can do nothing. Let's look at a, a portion of Psalms. For example, in Psalm 105, verse 4, we read these words, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. 
So it doesn't say seek the Lord and seek his mercy, seek the Lord and seek his love, or anything else. But it says seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. And I believe that it says seek the Lord and his strength because we're so apt in our natural condition for us to be our own strength. But the glory of the Lord is when we, as Paul said, can boast in our weaknesses, that allows the Lord to come in and we will seek his strength continuously and allow him to rule and reign in our lives. And he will get the glory. We find also in Psalm 73, I'd like to read verses 26 through 28. Verse 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Well, how did Paul really know that? How can we really say, like uh, the psalmist David wrote, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. We've been talking about Paul in the New Testament, and here we see David who cried out and knew, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And in verses 27 and 28, I think we can find out how he knew that or how he can show us to actually have God be the strength of our heart and our portion forever. It says, For behold, those who are far from you, meaning God, will perish. You have destroyed all those who are are unfaithful to you. David knew that. He knew that those who were unfaithful to God, those who were far from the Lord, would ultimately perish. But in verse 28, he said, But as for me... And I want all of you, our listeners, and for Shelley and I to be able to say, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord my God my refuge that I may tell of all your wonderful works. So there's something that we can tell of God's wonderful works in our life when we make him our refuge. And our portion of his life is ours forever. How do we know that? Because David wrote, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Bless the Lord. All right, let's continue on in Psalms. If you have your <coughs> excuse me, your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 68, beginning at verse 33. It, the Word of God says, To him who rides upon the highest heavens which are from ancient times. Behold, he speaks forth with his voice, a mighty voice, ascribes strength to God. His majesty is over Israel, and his strength is in the skies. O God, thou art awesome from thy sanctuary. The God of Israel himself gives strength and power to the people. Blessed be God. Again, these are powerful powerful verses that ascribe strength to the Lord. We are depriving ourselves when we try to accomplish things on our own without first saying, in the beginning, God. And this goes right back to what it says in Psalm 29, verse 1. Ascribe to the Lord, O sons of the mighty. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in holy array. Wow, Junie, it's just overwhelming. It's not just 
a subject we're picking out of the blue, you might say, but we're picking, we're choosing and teaching about something that has its thread woven throughout the scriptures, as we pointed out, in both the Old Covenant as well as the New. And everything in the Old pointed to the Messiah coming, the most powerful one who ever walked this earth. And he wants to instill that power in us when we are able to say, in the beginning, God. And I think what we've really been talking about all week and today, and the scriptures really speak of not walking in the flesh, yes, not Lord. giving in to our emotions or our own mindset, but allowing the Holy Spirit to have Christ, the Messiah, live his resurrected life in and through our life. And that's impossible if we go on our own strength. It's only possible when we yield our will and ask the Lord to give us his mind, to give us his heart, to direct our steps, and we're willing to live and move and have our being in God. And so in the beginning, God, yes, Lord. it's true that in our weakness, he is made strong. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, thank Lord. You, Lord. Thank you. You are the mighty, mighty God. You are El Gibor. So we thank you, Lord. And I pray that Junie and I, as well as everyone listening to this program, will realize that we must say for every aspect of our lives, we're talking about strength this week, but that in the beginning God and everything we are must originate with you. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 That's P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona 85252 And you can also contact them on their website ShellyandJuneVolk.com That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com Until next time The Lord bless thee and keep thee The Lord make his face to shine upon thee And be gracious unto thee the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. <laughs>